0: God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm your
1: host, Clint Wells. (laughs) And I'm your host, Bob Schnitz, Dick. I like the way you said that. I see I see. we're still in vocal fry territory. Dude, I can't help it, man. My voice sounds so good. Here's what I'm kind of worried about. You mentioned that you put a compressor on your vocal, which is cool. So are you printing that compressor or are you just monitoring it? No, I'm just monitoring it. Okay, good, good. Because that's going to mess me up. Because what I do, too, is I put a compressor on your voice, too. Well, plus I got a
0: compressor on it. So it'd be like double compressor. It'd be like, you know, it'd be like if you had a sandwich, right? And then you put some meat on it, but then you put some more meat on it. And then the other person, not knowing that there was already two meats on it, put a third meat on it. And then they weren't adding bread. And they just were adding meats. And then eventually you would just have a sandwich that had way
1: too much meat
0: and not enough bread. It'd
1: be as if you were making a sandwich and all your ingredients were laid out on the counter and you had tomato, you had the meat, you had the lettuce. But it'd be Mm. as if when you were... When you were applying the ingredients I'm getting on that hungry, yeah, me too. And when you were applying the ingredients on that first slab of bread, and after yeah. the, after the tomato, mm. after the turkey, hold after up, the hold avocado, up. Zip. yep, it be it be as if before you put on that top piece of bread to complete mm. the sandwich, yeah, one of your ingredients was a whole other sandwich.
0: Oh yeah, so you you have a sandwich, and then and then somebody just stuck a sandwich inside your sandwich, and you're like, mm, this is a good sandwich, but. I feel like there might be too much sandwich in my sandwich. Someone smuggled look a second you, sandwich into this yeah, sandwich, and you you realize, oh, because you you take a bite and you look at it, when you're looking at it from the top, it just looks like a regular sandwich because there's just the bread there, and the bread's disguising what's inside the sandwich. But then when you slice it in half, if you slice it, because I like to slice my I like to slice my sandwich in half. You know why? Why? Because I like to see what's in there. <laughs> and then when you slice it in half, and you look and you go, oh my god. Now, someone has obviously put another sandwich inside my sandwich. And you take a, you take a bite of it, and you're like, damn, this, was, this is the sandwichiest sandwich I have ever put my I do about. declare there is another sandwich zip, zip, in there. Zip, the zip, sandwich. zip, 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 zip. Now, I have had a sandwich where somebody slipped another sandwich in there. Mm-hmm. But what you don't want to do, trust me when I say this, because I do declare I'm about to say something. As crazy as anything I've ever said, and I've said a lot of crazy things, you know that. Mm -hmm. You do know that, right? Please, please. So, what you don't want to have happen by God, oh, by God and Lord in heaven above, you certainly don't want to bite into a sandwich that not only has somebody slipped a sandwich inside your sandwich, but somebody...
1: Slipped a sandwich inside the sandwich that somebody slipped inside your sandwich? The snake eats its proverbial tail. That is too sandwichy for even the most sandwichy of sandwich lovers. I reckon the hungriest man in the world couldn't finish that sandwich with two sandwiches in it. Well, even if he was the hungriest man in the world,
0: even if he liked sandwiches more than he liked, say, life... More than he liked maybe taking a breath of fresh air on a beautiful day in the winter of our discontent. Maybe even if he liked it more than the trickle of urine coming out of his penis at a time when he had been in a car for a long period of time and needed to take himself a relaxing urinary break, but could not because there was not an exit for a long period of time, and then when he finally did get to the exit, he ran. He ran to the bathroom and peed a little bit in his pants because he couldn't get quiet to the urine only in time and then finally he released the urine and maybe he liked sandwiches even more than that feeling. But even that person would say to himself biting into this sandwich inside a sandwich inside a sandwich he would exclaim to himself
1: oh my god this is too sandwichy. Now supposing now hit me out because what I'm about to say will truly blow the strongest of minds and the strongest of wills. Hold up, hold up. I need to remove my ears.
0: Hold up. I have a razor and I also have some medications, which I'm about to take. There, gulp. I took my meds and now let me cut off
1: my ears. Now you may proceed. <laughs> now supposing in an alternate world, it's some sort of bizarre upside down universe. Right. If someone was making a sandwich... Yes, and in that sandwich, and the ingredients again, they're laid out on the counter. See, you can see it in your mind's eye, can't you? Now, someone slips a sandwich into that sandwich. We've been here before. We this is this is territory we have covered. However, we have covered this. We have covered it. However, but you got to hear this out to the end because I'm about to say something that's pretty crazy. I can't even believe it occurred to me. Now, hold up, hold up. Let me dig inside my ears where
0: the hearing actually happens, and let me scoop it out with this ice cream scooper.
1: There, it is scooped out, and I don't hear a thing. Now, you may proceed. Now, supposing someone slips another sandwich in that sandwich. so count them. One, two, and that's three sandwiches. Now, listen. This is where it's going to get a little bizarre. Hold up. Hold up.
0: Even though what you just said just sounded like some thumps, <laughs> just sounded like a, a stone hitting another stone under the water, I still am able to hear that sound. Let me... Get inside. Let me stick my whole hand inside and pull my brain out from inside my head. There, it's gone. Now you may proceed.
1: What I propose to you, sir, please, with all due, with all due salutations and respect, and may I, if I may be as bold as to say, I'm proposing to you, sir, someone puts a fourth sandwich in that third sandwich. That's four sandwiches. Well, at that point, I
0: do believe that the universe would end. <laughs> I do believe that the entire universe would come to a conclusion.
1: (laughs) We have reached a... What I recall in my studies, the singularity. Yes, that is what they refer
0: to in some books as the singularity, and some people refer to it as the sandwichality. (laughs) It just depends on which book you are reading. But yes, that would be too much sandwich, to the point of where the universe would collapse upon itself and it would go back to nothing. So I would not advise it.
1: Now, we've done about eight minutes on sandwiches. I, th- I think maybe it's a good time to, to, to scoot on out of sandwich world. Mm. But I am enjoying this
0: accent beyond compare. It started out as a different accent, but now I have found myself in a Colonel Sanders situation, which I do enjoy being
1: inside. Um, we got some emails for All right. Oh, Shit. <laughs> what does happen i just it's fucking just a pile of shit just fell on me in, in, in my studio you keep like a booby trap like just a pile of shit hanging above your head at all times. well I,
0: i've turned my fucking studio
1: into a goddamn fucking uh television productions place now so i've got shit everywhere now yeah you're i've noticed your uh concert stuff looks good man i mean i haven't watched any of them but the little the little teasers you put on the thing they look good yeah man i i i fucking
0: figured it out because here's the thing man everybody's shit looks so weak I'm oh like, i totally on. agree i totally just agree just fucking make it sound good at least and then even if it sounds good it still looks bad so my shit's tight Zip. i wanted to
1: write a tweet today but i figured it would butt hurt too many people that i actually care about my buddies and like here's a really interesting new idea for uh this current situation. Um, maybe you could, uh, A, start a podcast. B, maybe you could do some cover songs from your home. C, maybe do a house concert and, and put it on the internet. But I just No one's done those things yet, and I think that would be a really cool, Ooh. fresh, unique way to uh, engage people in this strange time. Wait, hold,
0: hold, hold. Hey, Clint, you're blowing my mind. Yeah. So what you're saying... Yeah. I hadn't even thought about it. Right. So what
1: you're saying is people could, like, play songs... From their homes, I know that it's hard to imagine it, and because no one's done it yet, but people right. could play songs from their home, or they could be doing weekly cover songs, or you know, I think people, oh. I think, I think outside the box, I've always done that since I was a little kid. I think right. people could probably even start a podcast. I
0: wait. There's only three podcasts. There's ours. Yeah. There's your metal up your podcast. Right. There's my song club podcast. Wait, I think there's like three or four more. Right. Right. Well, I don't so know. So there's a, I know there's less than 10. So how could anybody even think about starting another podcast?
1: Here is the truth about, this is, this is true, right? Like, right. there's no way to say this, but like most of the stuff people are putting out now, it's not good. Um, some, some of it's very good, but most of it, not good. And we live in a strange time where it's easier than ever for anybody to make a thing and deliver it to the world, right, which is an right. amazing thing. Well, here's, but, here's the thing, dude.
0: Most of the time that people are doing this shit that sucks, they're doing it in clubs. And they're doing it for the converted. And those converted people are like, we love it, we love it. And then because you haven't seen it, you're like, well, I guess that guy's pretty good. But now that anybody can see it, now that you can see Chris Martin playing guitar and broadcasting from his home, you're like...
1: Hmm. Yeah, the, all the production value's gone. <clears throat> hmm. Or Elton John? Yeah, I didn't see that, but I heard it was pretty rough. Yeah. Did you see it? No. Well, that that was the uh, global, some bullshit. Everyone's doing a thing every every two days now, but... Yeah, everybody said that Elton John was horrible. Yeah, and and I mean, I get it. I'll tell you what was really good, dude. I don't know if you saw this, Bob, but it really... By the way, if
0: Elton John's a fan of the podcast... He is,
1: he was wonderful, even though I haven't seen it. Well, there's no doubt that he's a living legend and that he's written songs with Bernie Taupin that stand the test of time. And there's, there's no problem with Elton John. Here's something interesting, though, I found. After he got sober, mm-hmm. he didn't write any more good songs. When did he get sober? What year? He got sober right after he wrote all his hits. Well, here's here's my estimation of that. I don't. Uh, everything he did in the 70s is completely mind-blowingly good and he made a lot of records in the 70s uh goodbye yellow brick road tumbleweed connection caribou uh honky chateau he wrote some of the most amazing
0: pop songs rock songs whatever you want to call them yeah of all time yeah and then not so much
1: i don't know i i just i don't i didn't check the records out like uh I didn't check any of the records out. I wonder if they're good. I didn't check the records
0: out, but guess what? I did hear all the singles, and usually the singles are the ones that are supposed to be the best songs on the record, and all the singles were truly shit.
1: I don't remember any singles after- Unless he's a fan of the podcast, and that because right. they
0: were great.
1: Right. Well, the thing that I did see- Guess what? He, guess what he doesn't give a fuck about, any of it, because he's a billionaire. Well, and he knows. He just knows that he accomplished something tremendous in the world of- creative output so you imagine having one song like tiny dancer which you you write songs that are in this caliber but like you know he's got a he's got tiny dancer he's got crocodile rock he's got candle in the wind i mean all daniel all of it all of his big songs which he's got like 30 or 40 yeah are just the best ever well they're good they're a little corny they're a little corny i don't know they're pretty weird too he's got a song called i want to kill myself today well, the thing about
0: his music that's amazing to me, more so than the lyric, like, that's the thing, like, Bernie Taupin wrote the lyrics, and the lyrics are fine. Yeah. They're a little a, a little corny. Right. What sets him apart from every other person, the melodies and the song structure yeah. is- Magic. ...insane. It's so amazing. Like, it's- it, I, I don't know what to say except that, it, like, it just when you listen, you're like, "Wow, well,
1: how did he? Di-? Like, you just don't know how he did. I don't know how he did it. I he doesn't know how he no, did. He doesn't it. He just know. somehow did it." Uh, um, I use him a lot as an example because I come from as a quote unquote professional songwriter in Nashville, meaning I just have a publishing deal, and there's a very constrained, um, uh, on a grid way of writing here because people are trying to write hit songs here. And people do write hit songs here, and it's cool, and that's fine. But I use Elton John as an example all the time because the chorus to "Tiny Dancer" doesn't happen for like three minutes, you know. And and Nashville has this whole like, get to don't bore us, get to the chorus. Um, But hold up, hold up, real quick, please. Go ahead. So I'm always like, "Do you think Tiny Dancer is a good song?" And of course, no one thinks that's a bad song. And I'm like, if you really listen to the arrangement of that song, it's so counterintuitive to like a hit. It's so strange. I think a bridge happens before the chorus. And
0: let me play a little bit of the bridge real quick, so people understand. Like, if in case somebody has never heard the song, right? Let me just play the bridge. Okay, here we go.
1: Now let me clear something up here. Are you playing the recording, or are are you? That sounds like the recording.
0: Uh, no, actually. I thought you were just going to play it. No, that's me recreating exactly what the recording sounds like, the bridge I, I'm going to call bullshit. That sounds exactly like the recording. I know it sounds like I'm playing a CD, like not even a record because you'd hear the scratches. It it, it sounds exactly like the recording, but no, yeah, that's me playing it. And I'm playing it on a African uh, thong drum. Can I hear, uh, well,
1: let me hear a chorus.
0: Tiny dance.
1: All right, here we go. Here we go. Down, down, there's no fucking dancer. way that's not the recording
0: i know it sounds like it sounds exactly like the cd but it's uh
1: can i play for you the the uh, one of the verses real quick yeah yeah all right check this out okay wait wait where,
0: what where, where's the rest of the song I just gave you a snippet of verse one. Yeah, I, I got so lost in the in the. Uh, it just reminded me of of when I first heard that song. I was like, I was transported.
1: I'm especially proud of the seamstress for the band. Here's what's weird about it. So you're playing it right
0: using only harmonica, but I'm hearing every syllable and consonant of. In fact, I'm finding a deeper meaning in his lyrics.
1: When I hear your harmonica right. version I, of I've it. I've been told that before. I'm not really, yeah. I'm flattered, but not super surprised to hear that.
0: I mean, I've heard that song. I've heard that. I've listened to the song Tiny Dancer at least 10,000 times, because I listen to it four or five times a day as part of my you know, waking up and eating and going to sleep and also masturbating. So mm-hmm. it's part of my regime. But until you just played it now, I didn't really know what the
1: song meant. But now I know. What's your, what's your masturbation sitch these days? None. Actually, no you know mess. what? Actually, let's <laughs> no save that for the page. Secret Weekly. Let's save that for Secret Weekly. Oh, okay. Let's keep that under wraps until we get to the Secret Weekly. Well, we got a few more emails here to read. Um <clears throat> you can write into us, Bob and Clint at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners, and we super duper appreciate all of you out there who take the time to write in and of course to listen. And those of you who support us on Patreon, of course, go above and beyond. So thank you for that. This is from Bridget, another lady. I prefer the ladies to write in. I got to say, Bob, I
0: don't know I why like the way is. you say, when you say lady like that, I just, all I can think of is Monty Python and <laughs> they're not ladies. They're guys dressed up like ladies right. and acting like ladies, but they're
1: guys. She says, the subject is I'm not okay, but neither are you. She says, Hey guys, loving that y'all have gone to twice a week. Sometimes it's the only real adult conversation I'm privy to since I've been on lockdown with my three and five year old going on 30 plus days Ooh. now. hey if bob and i can tell you anything bridget we understand uh she says it's it's helping me keep my head from turning into dinosaur train mush yeah for us it's uh dana uh, it's dino dana have you guys watched that bob thank god no well scarlet will love it it's actually pretty interesting anyway Uh, Bridget goes on to say, I'm an eighth-grade English and theater teacher teacher, who's pretty devastated about school getting canceled through the end of the year. There's something about the gloriously weird world of 12- and 13-year-olds that I'm missing, especially as we've made it to the final lap of the school year. I have so many funny student stories from my last 15 years of teaching. Wondering if y'all have any standout memories from your preteen school years you could share with listeners. So I want to circle back to that question, but I want to finish her email because she says a lot of cool shit here. She says, I've been a fan of Bob for about 20 years now. When I was thinking of all the shows I've seen of yours, Bob, I wondered how you choose your openers when you go on tour and if you keep in touch with any of them, I've definitely become fans of some of the different acts I wouldn't have discovered if I hadn't come to a show. So she, she writes a little more, but I do want to camp out there for a second. So, the, you know, when I've been with you, we've had man, we had The Wind and the Wave. Who were, That was really fun because they were actually on the bus with us. Um, Laura Warshower, we had for a while. Gabriel Kelly um don and hawks and then of course you've had a lot through the years do you keep in touch charlie mars do you keep in touch with these people and and uh can you speak to her question about the openers
0: uh usually i don't have anything to do with the openers um usually my booking agent will suggest somebody and then um i do keep in touch with most of those people um not everybody and occasionally uh you know friends of mine like uh the Wind in the Wave. Uh, you know, Dwight Baker's produced my last five records, six records, whatever it's been. So he has a band called wind and the Wave, and um they came on tour with us because they're buds. And occasionally I'll have, you know, like somebody I know like that come on. But and then occasionally, like, you know, like I met Charlie Mars. I I didn't know him before he came on tour with me, and then he became one of my, you know, best friends. So people are like, Hey, do you care if this guy opens up? And I'm like, I don't care. Because I don't ever watch the opener. So I, you know, but again, I, I've met, I, you know, I've met, you know, like we just had a uh, Carolina story, uh, opened up, uh, one of my last couple tours and, uh, I just fell in love with them. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're uh, some of my favorite people that I've met. So, uh, you get to meet people, you know, sometimes you hit it off and sometimes you know, it's just like life. It's, you know, there's nothing really different except, you know, it's like at work, you know, like you, you probably have met some of your best friends at work and then there's lots of people that you don't you know care one way or the other about.
1: <laughs> you may not want to get into this but I remember when Laura Warshawer was opening for us we were doing we did an east coast and a west coast run and she had so when Laura was opening which I watched her, she had one song that I really loved a lot called uh, called like Dream Sequence or something. Anyway, I watched that song every night. But you're right, it's hard to, if you're the headliner to catch all the shows, especially when you're on a 12 to 15 day grind. But they were basically, we were in a bus and they were following us in a van. And it was her and a, a violin player named Kiara, a friend of ours. And I can't remember the guy's name, but there was a dude who played guitar. And then they had a tour manager. And so they were all in a van and we were in a bus and we had extra bunks. So after the first couple of shows we invited <laughs> Kiara and Lara to come on the bus with us for the rest of the tour and which they they did and it was a lot of fun hanging out with them they were two very interesting people but the other two dudes had to keep driving the van every day i think about that sometimes oh, yeah. and i'm like oh that's brutal for those motherfuckers yeah
0: but it i, I mean but but probably still better having them <laughs> on the bus <laughs> no 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 uh,
1: that's funny yeah
0: yeah i don't know uh what was the other what was that there was another part yeah of yeah, yeah question
1: yeah I'm gonna get to that um uh she was asking about well okay she, she's asking kind of a bigger question uh about when we were kids so i want i want to circle back to that but she's got a little more email here and this is you know you can write into bob and clement gmail.com and we'll read it just like bridget's email here uh she says Y'all are a great balance for each other, and I really appreciate your abilities to have vastly differing opinions on the topics you tackle, which I, I think that's a cool hallmark, hallmark of our friendship also, Bob. It's like...
0: Absolutely. We can
1: really disagree in a big way about really important things or some not so, so important things, and I think there's a lot of just mutual respect, and I think that's good for people to hear because there's, there's been a lack of that, I think, in public discourse for a couple of years now. Um, she says, Love Clint's ability to reel it back in and keep things moving, which, by the way... I don't know if I like that I'm the straight guy on the podcast. You're not the you're not the straight guy, but you are the captain. Like you
0: are steering the ship and I'm glad you are okay. because I'm not steering the ship and somebody <laughs> needs to steer it through the water. And so I'm glad that you're the captain. You're definitely more you have this wonderful ability to kind of you it's not kind of. You have this ability to be aware of what people are thinking. Like you have this ability to understand how you are affecting the people that are listening to you. I don't have it the way you have it. And because you have that, it really does get us through waters. Whereas I would just run this fucking boat right into the rocks. (laughs) And, And so I'm glad that you keep the ship, moving through the water well i appreciate which, that which you do but you're you're not the straight guy because first of all you're
1: zip gay <laughs> and b <laughs> you're funny as fuck dude well thank you I, I wasn't really fishing for that but i appreciate all that she says i really love all the layers and movement of full stop so she's talking about a song of mine called full stop which um at a certain level on patreon every song i write and record each month i give to all those people and these are fully produced songs. Uh, in the month of January it was like 11 songs February was maybe 8 March was a little lower the, in the month of April I think there's going to be about 13 songs in this Dropbox link so I appreciate that she uh, has heard the song and she likes my song Full Stop she ends by saying uh, Bob's music has seen me through the best and worst times no matter how far I was from where I wanted to be physically or mentally a Bob show could and can always transport me to a place with all the good feels Thank you for sharing both your talents. Could you tell us once more about how you wrote Forty Dogs? There was a whole other verse and then she ends it by saying slash it. <laughs>
0: slash. Uh
1: cuz that whole slash bit took on a whole thing. I even I even played that part for my wife and my wife laughed pretty hard at that. Ugh. So the question That's that funny. so the earlier question was any she's talking about how she's a teacher. She teaches eighth grade and she's talking about how kind of the insane world of 12 and 13 year olds. She's really missing it. And she's wondering if any of us have any standout memories from our preteen school years that we could share, which I know I have a million, but I don't know if any are poking out. The only thing that pokes out for me... uh...
0: (laughs) No, the only thing that pokes out for me is this thing that went down.
1: I don't remember much. Here we go. I'm I'm, I'm loving the preamble here. I'm loving it.
0: But when I was in sixth grade, we had this teacher... And I swear to God, I just feel like she was kind of... A freak? Not a freak. She was... I just remember her being real attractive. And I just felt like she was into (laughs) sixth grade boys. I really... (laughs) And I I know that she gave me a ride home and nothing happened. But I, I remember getting a ride home from her one day after school. And I do remember her hanging out with sixth grade boys after class and then getting back to the masturbation thing. At some point, I just started masturbating <laughs> a lot. Hey, save it. Not, not, not long after that, but we'll talk about it in the secret weekly and, and how it, 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 uh, ties in to a uh, sexy teacher. Okay. But yeah, that's the only thing that that's the only thing that sticks out. I don't remember hardly anything uh
1: that happened uh pre you know. Well, when I <clears throat> this isn't me bragging about anything or because I I don't think this is really healthy or good for me, but I started I became sexually active when I was 13 with my girlfriend at the time who was 12, which is I know especially as a dad now as a 36-year-old dad now sounds so insane, but that is that is the truth, and uh, but you also got to understand. I was an uh, Alabama redneck, and people people weren't watching their kids back then, and so I did a lot of growing up when I was twelve and thirteen, and uh, and I kind of had to in a lot of ways. There was domestic abuse in my house with my stepdad and my mom, and I kind of was the had to be the man of the house at a really young age, and so I feel like almost everything that happened to me when I was twelve and thirteen was noteworthy of some sort of insane story. But I they I can't think of them all right now um how much time do we have here we got a couple of minutes you want to do another email yeah let's do another email thank you bridget um uh, wes cruz writes in and he says thank you seriously he says guys you can't fathom what your artistic work does for us the quote-unquote common folk i listened to your podcast today secret weekly and bob's live broadcast so he's talking about how the show's is kind of helping him get through some of this stuff and of course the live broadcast that you're doing also um he says, if you could describe what a pivotal turning point in your journey, how you stay on the path when life pulls you sideways, that would be appreciated. So, a uh, peace and love from Wes. Thank you, Wes. Uh, so, he's asking, when you kind of feel sideways or you feel a little down and out, what is, it that, what is it that gets you on track and keeps you... What's your North Star, Bob, if you have one?
0: Well, I mean, I have a whole thing. I have to do a bunch of stuff. I pray every day. The uh, first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I pray, um, and I ask... To, you know, I do. It's, it's, they're all kind of like sobriety prayers. They're, they're you know, they're like, uh, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can. And, uh, I thank whatever is responsible for this experience that I'm having that I get to have it, you know. Thank you for, for the good and the bad. And, um, and then if there's somebody that I'm having a problem with in my life, like I'm angry or annoyed with, I, I ask that maybe, Something good happens to them that day, and um, I try to wish them well in the morning. And uh, so I start my day doing that. And then lately, what I've been doing for the last couple months is I do a ten-minute a guided meditation on my phone, and I find that very helpful. And then uh, I've been walking every day for an hour, which I've never done. And uh, and then I've just been trying to like trying to just do. I'm just been trying to be helpful like around the house and not ask for credit for the helpful things that I've been doing. Hmm. And just and uh it's really cool. The more of that the more of that that I do, the better I feel. And then the more hey, I want credit for all this shit that I'm doing, the worse I feel.
1: Right. And
0: so yeah, so I do all that and then you know, I I, I do really rely on those things
1: uh, to get through, to to get me through. That's how I get through the day. I I find that really inspiring and touching. You know, we've had a, we've had an interesting couple of days here where just the, the, the 35 or 40 plus days are kind of catching up to us. And, you know, we have a, we have a nice place, but it's not very big. And, and so we're You know, we're figuring out how to get out of each other's ass all the time. And uh, the idea of, of just leaning into being, doing more acts of service, but without wanting the credit, that's really sort of spiritually important, I think. So... I'm going to keep that in mind and, and try to hang on to that. And uh, we're out of time and we've got some masturbating to talk about. So uh, yeah. we're going to get out of here. We'll yeah. see, <laughs> see you guys next week. Uh, please consider uh, um, leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. It only takes a second. It's the, it's one of the easiest ways to support the show or to maybe uh, tweet about it or put, put a link to it on Facebook if you can. Even if you
0: don't tweet about it or put it on Facebook, just share this podcast with your friends. Like – Let your friends know that you're listening to this podcast and you enjoy it. And just doing that will help grow the podcast. And the more we can grow it, the more we can continue to do it. And uh, we love doing it.
1: And, uh, you know, we want to grow it. That's right. And if you are willing and able, if you think the show has value, you can support us financially on Patreon. We won't talk too much about that. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the letters I-O-K. It's really simple. Or you could just Google the um, I'm Okay podcast, and it should pop up. And we're uh, we're not going to talk about that anymore. So uh, go listen to Bob's other podcast. By the way, the Song Club, wonderful podcast where you can hear a bunch of cool, crazy Bob Schneider songs, and and maybe even hear demos and hear about how they were written. And then also hear Bob pontificate hilariously. And then you can listen to my Metallica podcast, Metal Up your podcast with my co-host, Ethan Luck, who's another professional musician. And of course, it's a podcast that you can you can dig even if you don't like the, the band Metallica. So we're going to leave you. Have a good week. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your dirty buttholes. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Zip, peace. <laughs>